Flashlight, check. Tool belt, check. Attitude, check. He's going in. Joe Suchere. Nope. Come on, bro. No, bro. Bro. <laughs> no, bro. Gotta love it, bro. Chenjo. Love Chenjo on me on that, huh? Let's visit the failed academy right here in Duluth, Minnesota. A sad story. The novels To Kill a Mockingbird and The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn will no longer be required reading in the Duluth School District due to the book's use of a racial slur, a curriculum change supported by the local double NAACP chapter. Shame on the NAACP for failing to realize <laughs> what this is actually about. The two books will continue to be available in the school library and can be optional reading for students, but beginning next school year, they'll be replaced as required reading by other literature that addresses the same topics in 9th and 11th grade English classes, said Michael Carey, the district's director of curriculum and instruction. The district's intent is to be considerate of all its students, Carey said. The district owes to its students to not subject them to a racial slur that marginalizes them in their required learning. He added the district leaders felt there are many other options in literature that can teach the same lessons as the two novels without containing a racial slur. I doubt it, by the way. Uh, those are two of the greatest books of the of, in American history. Uh, 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 Does Reavers. the NAACP Reavers. not want them Reavers. to? Yes, sir. Call Michael Carey. C-A-R. C-A-R-Y. Uh, the Duluth School District's Director of Curriculum and Instruction. I wish I would have uh, thought to tell you this before the show. Okay. I want to know the names of the books he has in mind that are as useful as To Kill a Mockingbird and The Adventures of Oh, what he would replace Dead. them with? Yeah, well, I want to know what you're going to replace him with. Books. The Adventures of Archie. Does this also mean he's going to remove all rap music? If there is if there is any in the library, I'm not even sure. Well, his argument would be that we don't require students to listen to rap music. Just because they don't want them to hear the N-word, mm-hmm. even though... Wow. <sighs> On it, bro. You know what this is? Another brick in the wall? Oh, it's worse than This is the soft bigotry of low expectations which is a line Michael Gerson wrote for George W. Bush in in either his first or second inaugural address. This is the soft bigotry of low expectations. We have such low expectations of your children, black parents, who should be outraged. I've said this a hundred times. It's going to take parents of color to show up at these school board meetings and say, demand, quit doing us a favor. I want my child to be required to read To Kill a Mockingbird and The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. I want, I demand that it be required. Quit trying to do me a favor and then hiding behind the preposterous notion that you are protecting my child. No, you are exhibiting... The soft bigotry of low expectations. You are suggesting to me that you don't think my child is capable 
of understanding this work without being grievously wounded by it emotionally. B is in B, S as in S. And then you can, uh, the euphorians would argue, hey, they're not taking it out of the library. They're just not requiring it. Give me a break. Require it. Require it. Otherwise, the kids aren't going to read it. It's only parents of color can solve this by demanding of this destroyed academy that these people in the academy quit trying to do us a favor. You are only holding my child back. You are saying of my child that my child is not as capable as any other child of understanding the content of this novel. Don't do me any favors. A message has been placed with Dr. Carey's office. See he a doctor? W- he was on a. He was. Uh, I'm sure he's in a meeting. He was unavailable. In a meeting until about four. <clears throat> there wasn't a specific complaint that triggered the decision, but it was a response to complaints about the book's use of a racial slur that the district has faced for a number of years. Carey said. Superintendent Bill Gronseth said the Duluth School District was hearing from students that the book's use of a racial slur created an uncomfortable atmosphere for them in the classroom. Too bleepin' bad. Get over it, you precious fools. Stephen Witherspoon, president of the NAACP's local chapter, applauded the school district decision to stop requiring students to read the books. Witherspoon, you're a moron. You don't get it. Did he read it? just don't get it. Did he read it and forget what impact he had? It had? Some people think the novels are educational literature for students, he said, but the novels are just hurtful and use hurtful language that has oppressed the people for over 200 years. Well, he's in the race industry. He doesn't have a job unless he keeps this up. That's true. The district's use of the books as required reading has been an ongoing discussion between elders in the local NAACP. They've apparently all become Native Americans. They're now elders. And district leaders for years, Witherspoon said. Witherspoon, you should be ashamed of yourself. Get him on the air, too, if you want. Stephen Witherspoon. Yep. Reeves. Yep. uh, Duluth Chapter NAACP. What's his first name? Sorry, Stephen. Witherspoon spelled exactly as it sounds. Witherspoon. Like it's Reese. wrong, he said. There are a lot more authors out there with better literature that can do the same thing that does not degrade our people. Okay, uh, he'd be the same guy to ask. What do you got in mind? What books do you have in mind? Yeah, what 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 moving book would replace that? I'm glad they're making the decision, and it's long overdue, Witherspoon said. Let's move forward and work together to make school work for all our kids, not just some, all of them. Soft bigotry of low expectations. What a harmful, harmful, mean-spirited way to look at children. It really strikes me as a mean, mean-spirited way to look at children. It's so sad. It really is a sadness to me. And it won't be stopped until black parents stop it. I can't stop it. I'm the mayor of a fake town. Black parents with black children in high school are real. You have to fight what liberalism is doing to you. It's destroying your children. It's taking from your children exposure to the greatest literature written in this country. 
Huckleberry Finn, the first work to even acknowledge children as viable human beings. That's its crucial importance, not to mention its racial importance. I wonder, you know, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some informal polls of, of African-American people and, saying, and asking about that. Do you think... When are you going to go to a meeting and ask them to quit doing you a favor? Right. Because one-on-one they would say, no, if my kid uh, uh, taunts a teacher, or he should be punished for it, or she. Not don't punish Jimmy because uh, he's African-American. This is, this is the utter destruction of the academy when you listen to the babbling idiocy of these people in Duluth. I don't care if this gets me taken off the air in Duluth. You people are idiots. Uh, they won't take you off the air. Like Ron Seth, he's the super. Would he send in an Ovaltine rapper to get his doctorate? <laughs> and say, hey, it's good to be a club member even in smaller districts. Ron says, said the district focuses on teaching the lessons contained in those books, and it's a matter of finding another literary source that is more universally appropriate to teach those lessons. There isn't anything more universally appropriate, you moron! It fits really well into the equity work that we're doing, making sure that what we're using as a core curriculum is a good experience for all our students. You are lying, sir. Either that or you're so bleeping stupid, you don't even know what you're talking about. When curriculum materials are making some students feel uncomfortable, then we need to make a better choice. No, let them be uncomfortable and figure out what the book means. You modly coddling Supercilious fop. Do I have to uh, dump that? No. The most notable, uh, the decision has been a long time coming in Duluth, and Gronseth said other districts are starting to move away from requiring the two books in their curriculum. That's right, because your whole academic uh, industry is failing, Gronseth. It's destroyed by people like you. Let him call us, by the way. I don't care. I'll talk to him. Is there anyone... Resisting this except me? Uh, the American Library Association listed the book. I imagine we're talking about Huck. Uh, oh, To Kill a Mockingbird is the 21st most banned or challenged book from 2000 to 2009, with Huck uh, topping it as the 14th most banned or challenged book. Many of the challenges of To Kill a Mockingbird over the decades have come from black parents concerned about a book containing a racial slur being used in the classroom. Black parents who have been brainwashed into believing exactly the wrong thing. Hmm. Bernie Burnham, president of the Duluth Federation of Teachers, said the district's English teachers are concerned that they weren't consulted before the decision was finalized. However, the teachers understand the need to be sensitive. The decision, and, and best, the, decision, Joe, the decision to protect the dignity of our students seemed like a reasonable and easy one to make that didn't require teacher input. But in terms of making sure that we select excellent novels that serve the same purpose, that definitely needs teacher feedback and their help in making that decision, Carrie said. Best for those 
students to see that word used as it is in that book as opposed to a term of endearment in a rap song. Yeah, it's a, it's just a terrible sadness what's happening with these. The, the left is destroying children. <laughs> he says humbly. Reavers. Yes, sir. Get old Witherspoon? Uh, no. He doesn't have a listed phone number anywhere that I can find. I'll I'll keep trying. Yeah, don't. I mean, no, 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 no. I'm people in Duluth are emailing um, me. They'll he'll hear about it. Don't worry. The soft bigotry of low expectations. I can't think of anything more harmful to a child of color. Nothing saddens me more than to see this manipulative, deceitful, mean-spiritedness passed off as our equity awareness. Bleep you, you idiots. Then, here's what happens. These poorly educated kids then get funneled into the next level of the destroyed education, for example, at the University of Minnesota. Okay, what's what's that? Where where we're learning that student groups have been working for months to bring Ben Shapiro to campus. Okay. If you're unfamiliar with his work, it's funny, it's smart, uh, he's young, he's uh, credible, he quit Breitbart because he wouldn't partake in things that were not credible, and he's... Uh, he's a he's a sharp young guy. He's got a law degree. He graduated from high school early. He's brilliant. He's uh, but he's conservative. Uh oh. He's conservative. And so the kids at the U are extremely frightened <laughs> that he could be invited to campus and change so many minds. But so what they've done is they've kept changing building to building to building. Uh, getting him into smaller and smaller venues until they finally have his speech February 26th scheduled for uh, a building on the uh, St. Paul campus Uh, because they were too afraid for security reasons to have him on the main campus because these kids who have been poorly educated and and not exposed and not exposed to all forms of thinking, they get to this level of the destroyed academy and they can't tolerate the idea of some conservative guy who's damn near their age coming in to speak the truth to them or or they're afraid to challenge. They don't know how to argue. The only way they know how to argue is burn the place down because they've never been trained. They're not well-rounded. They're not wise. Where's the tolerance? They haven't been exposed to anything. So now this, uh, uh, you know, students for a conservative voice, collegians for a constructive tomorrow, Minnesota students for liberty, uh, they started making preparations for Shapiro's speech in October. But one by one, the more centrally located venues were denied. Too dangerous. Why are you accommodating the morons who want to cause trouble, U of M? Well, you're 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 right at the top of the list in the destroyed academy. There's not a doubt in my mind. 
I think we tried just about every building on this campus with a large enough venue. We just started working our way down in capacity, starting with the Ted Mann Concert Hall and getting progressively smaller, said Madison Dibble, president of Students for a Conservative Voice. Oh, Ted Mann had a scheduling conflict. The West Bank's Wiley Hall had too many entrances and was too close to a right to a light rail line, which you officials feared would be shut down by protesters. Protesters. Protesting a, a fellow citizen's right to give his views on a college campus. Over a half dozen venues were explored, Dibble said, in the end. They settled on the North Star Ballroom in the Student Center of the St. Paul campus in Falcon Heights, which holds 400 seats. And they've had more than 725 requests for tickets. As a taxpayer, I have to support this miserable institution. I resent the hell out of it. But, you know, a couple of years from now, the, the kids that, that'll be they'll be worried will be disrupting the speech will be kids in Duluth who weren't educated. It all fits together. The destroyed academy is it doesn't start getting destroyed at the college level. These kids are getting destroy, destroyed in elementary school and in high school. Mm. Uh the low expectations, I'm sorry, the soft bigotry of low expectations. We're going to be back in a moment. Driving around, living the dream. I'm cruising the town, digging the scene. I'm laughing the stress, not going to worry. Doing our best, no need to hurry. Looking ahead with anticipation. It's sunny and 15 degrees. Twins General Manager Thad Levine was a guest with Mackie and Judd today here on 1500 ESPN. The free agent market in Major League Baseball, as we all know, is moving very slowly. Uh, What have the Twins been up to? You know, I I don't want to talk too much specifically about any one negotiation we're having uh, ongoing right now. I, I would just tell you that you know, between Derek, myself, and Rob Anthony, we've been in constant dialogue with the majority of free agents that we believe could discernibly impact our franchise for 2018 and beyond. And uh, we will continue to have those conversations until those guys are either wearing Twins jerseys or signed elsewhere. Go sign, Darvish! <laughs> Levine said the Twins have been working the market, but haven't been able to move it along at all. Okay. Wolves in action tonight. They'll play the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers on the road. Hey, uh, speaking of the Super Bowl, uh, did you guys catch the uh, the Jimmy Fallon show the night after the game? I did no, not. I didn't want to stay up for that fool. It was on pretty. Oh, come on, he's 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 likable. Yeah, and then do a whole Dylan song, ripping everything that the. Uh, I thought Barrage that was Logic great. For. I thought the Dylan thing was pretty cool. Yeah, you, you're you'd... not a geo. Oh, yeah, I think we need to tan and <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Why did you think it was main, ripping everything GL stands I, for? I shouldn't say that because I didn't hear it. I just read the lyrics. Yeah. Oh, no. I thought it was really well. Did you see it, Johnny? I did not see it. Oh. I thought oh, it was the thing on Super Bowl I stay night? up till yeah, midnight to watch Jimmy Fallon. Right. Sorry for. Uh, uh, I wouldn't have made it. Sorry for bringing it up. <laughs> I don't think I would have made it either. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. News, uh, news notes. Better to start. 
News notes from today. The State Bureau of Apprehension says a week-long sting has netted dozens of arrests for attempting to solicit children for sex or for trafficking. BCA said in a release that between January 26th and February 3rd, undercover, uh, undercover agents and investigators chatted with suspects online over social media platforms, set up meetings, and arrested those suspects when they showed up. 42 people, mostly from the Twin Cities, were booked into Ramsey, Scott, uh, Scott, or Washington County jails. Among that group, 36 were booked on probable cause charges for soliciting a minor, and seven were booked on probable cause sex trafficking and promoting prostitution charges. Agents and investigators rescued 14 women from trafficking situations, according to the press release. Two girls from Wisconsin reported missing are safe after they showed up at the Minneapolis Police Department's 5th Precinct Station. On Monday, the department said 15-year-old Audrey Patricia Nash and 15-year-old Candace Jean Floden were last seen in the Canal Park area. On Tuesday, the Duluth Police Department said the two girls might be in Mankato or Minneapolis. They said they think the two girls ran away from home. Authorities declined to discuss any additional information after they showed up at the police department. Rescuers still working today to try to reach people who were trapped after that strong earthquake near Taiwan's east coast caused several buildings to cave in and tilt dangerously. At least six people were killed, 88 still missing in the quake. Video footage and photos showed several mid-sized buildings. The worst hit Hulian County, leaning at sharp angles. Their lowest floors crushed into mangled heaps of concrete, shattered glass, bent iron, and other debris. Firefighters could be seen climbing ladders hoisted against windows as they sought to reach residents inside in apartments. The magnitude 6.4 quake that hit caused at least four buildings to cave in and tilt. Maintenance worker who was rescued after being trapped in the basement of the Marshall Hotel, whose ground floor had caved in, said the force of the earthquake was unusual. Two employees of the hotel were killed in the disaster. That, according to CNA, Taiwan's National Fire Agency said rescuers freed another employee. From that rubble. Did you say only six people? Six dead, 88 that they're still searching for. Because if you watch the, the footage of the hotel alone, I was thinking thousands were dead inside that hotel. Nope. Holy cow. Is that the one that's leaning like the Tower of Pizza? Yeah. yeah. Oof. Pizza? Al-Qaeda's global network remains remarkably resilient and poses a greater threat than ISIS in several regions, according to UN experts. A report by the experts monitoring sanctions of both against both groups obtained by the Associated Press said Al-Qaeda affiliates remain a threat at least as serious as ISIS in West Africa and in South Asia. In a separate report circulated yesterday, UN experts said ISIS still poses a significant and evolving threat around the world despite recent setbacks in Iraq, Syria and the southern Philippines that forced the militants to relinquish strongholds. The new report said unnamed countries highlight the support between some al-Qaeda and ISIS members in the preparation of attacks, which poses what they're calling a potential new threat in some areas. Investigators think a man killed his wife in an abandoned restaurant, chopped up her body, stuffed it into a suitcase, and then calmly rode with it aboard a train before he buried her remains, a bird, excuse me, her remains, in a parking lot in Los Angeles. Really? In this country? I was hoping it wasn't this country. Right. After Valentino... <laughs> Gu- that I thought that better? would be China. After, no, no, that'd be better. I, <laughs> well, at least it wasn't here. Hey. Ah, you bet. After Valentino... We got that going for yeah, us. Yeah, we're good. After Valentino Gutierrez killed his wife last week in a shuttered restaurant in Pasadena, he dismembered her body, stuffed the remains into the suitcase, and boarded a light rail train at a nearby station, according to Deputy Chief Justin Eisenberg. The 56-year-old Gutierrez, who was charged with murder and arson, didn't draw any suspicion on the train and hopped aboard his bicycle after he exited the train. How did it not smell? 
With the suitcase in tow, he pedaled from a train station. Dead. At least he was a bicyclist. He pedaled from a train station to the parking lot of a Home Depot in Los Angeles where he set the suitcase on fire. Detectives still haven't identified a motive in the case, and coroner's officials have been unable to identify the burned remains, but police think it was Gutierrez's wife, 31-year-old Tiana Alfred, who had been reported missing. Okay, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. Check this out. The motive is there's evil in the world. I agree, and I'm not in any way trying to make light of it, but let's let's get inside for a second, shall we? Bring it home. Bring us home, This was an extensive plan by this this person. Right down to the bicycle. Okay. (laughs) He's gonna he's gonna do whatever. He's gonna get yeah. on the train. He's gonna hike her as far as he did, and then carry out the task in the parking lot of a Home, Home Depot, Depot where yeah. everybody could see him. Yeah, apparently he's been arrested. I take it. Well, yes. Yeah, he got yes. caught by yeah, being right. visible in a Home Depot parking lot, yeah, right. burning a suitcase Good. with Good. a body in it. Good. Yeah. You know, I, you'd think he'd have a better end game than that. No, he's evil. He's stupid. Well, I, 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 Legendary music producer Quincy Jones made some surprising claims in a candid new fascinating interview. I read the whole thing with Vulture Jones, who's the father of actress Rashida Jones and ex-husband of Twin Peaks star Peggy Lipton, said he used to date first daughter Ivanka Trump. Peggy Lipton? Wasn't she on the Mod Squad? Yeah, he was married to her for, for years during huh. that during that period. Huh. I did not know Rashida Jones was Quincy Jones' daughter. Yeah, no. She's on Parks and Rec, Joe, that show mm-hmm. that you've never watched that I've been telling you for no, about, you for about nine show. years. It's oh, off it's, the air now, isn't it's it? It's fantastic. It's off the air, isn't it? Yes. All right. I don't uh, have to watch it, then. Well, it's, it's gone. still has it like came nine and went. seasons. It came was and went. great. In the interview, <laughs> Jones said dating Ivanka Trump was one of many interesting, uh, an- or Jones, it was one, excuse me, of many interesting anecdotes that Jones gave in the expletive-filled, wide-ranging interview. Jones said Is that, that where he talked about Taylor Swift. Uh, we don't need any more uh, hooks. No, different, uh, different oh. interview. That was a Rolling Stone oh. interview. That I love did. that one. Uh, Jones said uh, that the designer Tommy Hilfiger set up him and Ivanka. The producer slammed President Trump and said he's the reason why outward racism has resurfaced. But then he added, "I used to date Ivanka, you know, twelve years ago." And uh, he said, "Who's Ivanka? The, Wife number two? No, the daughter. Daughter. We oh, dated the daughter. The daughter? Ivana yeah. is." Yeah, the daughter. Uh, He said, uh, when Tommy hooked us up, I said, no problem. She's got the most beautiful legs I ever saw in my life. Wrong father, though. Jones also dropped several other bombs during the interview, calling Michael Jackson greedy and as Machiavellian as they come for stealing song parts. He called Jimi Hendrix too chicken to play on Jones's albums with Toots Thielman, Herbie Hancock, and other jazz artists. Jones avoided talking about his friend Bill Cosby, but said it was all of them. Brett Ratner, Harvey Weinstein. Weinstein, he's a jive bleeper bleeper. A word he used often in this interview, by the way. Really? Uh, Jones, the double whammy? Uh-huh, uh-huh, the double one. Jones did name several young musicians he thinks are talented, including Bruno Mars, Chance the Rapper, Kendrick Lamar, Ed Sheeran, Sam Smith, and Mark Ronson. I enjoy government functions like I enjoy getting kicked in the nuggets with a steel toe boot. But this hotel always serves bacon wrapped shrimp. That's my number one favorite food wrapped around my number three favorite food. I'd go to a banquet in honor of those Somali pirates if they serve bacon wrapped shrimp. <laughs> Again, I just can't believe yeah. you never got into that show. Yeah. <laughs> and a perplexed character was absolutely made for garage logic. Yeah, you're right. And a perplexed Michigan resident captured video of a neighbor choosing an odd time to mow his lawn 
right after it snowed and it was covered in snow. Oh, the video filmed. Joe, ever do that? Nope. Video filmed Wednesday in Dearborn Heights shows a man mowing his lawn despite a large amount of accumulated snow. The man bounces the mower up and down on the sidewalk to get snow out of its blades. The filmer wrote, I was watching. Samer theory. The guy's nuts. I, was, I cut my grass on Thanksgiving this year. Yeah, but it wasn't was covered it in snow. No, was it? I, know, I thought I was yeah. just proud of See? myself. This didn't make a lot of sense. No, that's enough of that. Yeah. yeah. Let's go to the weather and uh, come back. Let's take a break, come back with weather, and then more uh, soft bigotry of low expectations. Hi, Dave. And the FM music is amazing. Sometimes when you check the latest report before you look at the, before you talk to your guy in the air, find out what the wind chill is, find out what the current temperature is, and then you have David Wallace Dahl. Hi, Dave. Well, it's only been about 25 years. We've been Maybe you had to go to the bathroom. Screw it. I mean, he's there. We just talked to him. Well, he's not there. Hey, Dave. Hey, but, Joe, right now it's about 17 degrees. I got a job for both you guys. Okay. Dave? Yes. There we go. We're on the air. Sorry, it was, I was late. Yes, you were. Um, it's okay. We bumped up to 15 degrees. It's going to be clear and cold tonight, low down to about 2 degrees below zero. A little light snow out to our west. And then tomorrow, partly cloudy and pleasant, high of about 14. Light snow or flurries develops again tomorrow night. That's going to cause problems with that morning commute on Friday, so be aware of that. Otherwise, just partly cloudy Friday, 10 above. 13 on Saturday, then the warmer air moves in. 21 Sunday, 26 on Monday, up to 28 Tuesday. And we're back down to 25, but still in the 20s, very close to average much of next week. Right now we're at 14, Joe, and I have the records for the day. Feb 7. 53. 53. 1987. 1987. And you have left a message for him. Yes. All right. He has said in the removal of uh, Huck Finn and uh, Mockingbird is required reading that there are many other options in literature that can teach the same lessons as the two novels without containing a racial slur. Uh, I want to talk to him. Yep. I want to know what they are. I'm a reader and I've missed them and I want to read them. I want it, I'm serious. I want this I guy on tomorrow. Okay. Okay, Reavers, you hector him. You've already put in a call. Yep. The other guy is Stephen, and Stephen is P-H-A-N, yep. Witherspoon. And uh, the chief offside correspondent uh, steered us to an NAACP number in Duluth. And what happened when you dialed that number? When you call that number, you get put into what's called Google voicemail Mm -hmm. so you don't even i had the pleasure of speaking with dr carey's receptionist who was very nice Mm -hmm. who then put me into his voicemail right when you call into that number that was provided to me by the off-site correspondent you go directly into google voicemail which you don't speak to anybody you uh say the name of the person with which you hope to speak with then that transitions you into their voicemail okay i don't care how you do it get him on too he also said uh, 
There are a lot more authors out there with better literature that can do the same thing that does not degrade mm. our people. So both Carrie with the schools and Witherspoon with the local NAACP believe there are better books than Huck Finn and To Kill a Mockingbird yep. that can be used in the classroom. I want to know the names of those books. I haven't read them. I want to know the names of them. Yeah, that will help in your research. So you'll be able to say, obviously, these guys have. These guys have That's read them. That's why we're calling them out. Because they, they've, I want to know the names of the they've books. They've measured them out, and, boy, I don't. I can't wait for their answer. So you guys split it up. I don't care who calls who, but you're both in charge of getting both of them on the air tomorrow. And I don't care what BS excuse they give you. They better give you a good excuse. Because we're talking about the soft bigotry of low expectations. That's right. And despite the trouble you've had over the years with your public speaking, you got that one right. It flows right out. I know it does. Yes. All right. So repeat my uh, task. And this is no, uh, this is not joking. You're, no, this is uh, both. I don't care if you have to start calling in this afternoon Dr. or tomorrow Carey. morning. Dr. Carey, the curriculum and instruction, instruction. director. Right. And, and Witherspoon. Stephen Witherspoon, the, the head of the NAACP chapter right. of Dolan. And distant cousin of Reese. Reese yeah. Both of whom, both of whom are getting away in this news piece uh, from the Forum News Service with telling people there are better authors and better books we can be using. We want to know what they are. I love that. I really do love that you're calling. Calling that you won't rest until you get answers. Because I now I want to know too. I want to read them. Here's the. Um, or I want to know if we read them already, yeah. and then we can go. I don't think I, so. I don't know. I I, I want to know what they are. Right. But here's the trouble, and I'm not trying to make well, an there excuse. There aren't any. They're right. lying. But that's let's get them to say but that. My, but my my argument is going to be that these people all hide behind, just like people in the school system and people in in politics. They all hide behind this veil of, well, we don't have to speak out loud about any decision we make oh, or any statement we Well, let's we make. see what kind of men they are. Call them out on that. Huh. Michael Carey and Stephen Witherspoon. Carey's with the schools, Witherspoon's with the NAACP. They're both and, and right off the bat at 1 o'clock tomorrow. Right. I don't care which one's on first, who's on first. Huh. I want to know the names of these books. Yep. And I'll keep this piece that ran in the... There was, the oh, that was the original? What what was that piece in? The, uh, there was a brief piece about this in the Pioneer Press today, and the piece I found online at the Pioneer Press's website, which is TwinCities.com, was a, was a much longer piece uh, captured from Forum News Service. Okay. Uh, written by Lisa Kasky. And uh, it it maybe did not occur to her uh, to ask either Carrie or Witherspoon name the books. Wow! Oh, wasn't that reporting one on one? You all heard as kids. I bet your parents would say something to you like, "Eat your eat your food, eat yep. your vegetables." Yep. There are people starving in China I, or people starving in India. Yep. And uh, our family, being a bit edgy, would always demand of my father name two. <laughs> <laughs> but the point was but probably the point being, yeah. the point being i want these fellas to name who they're talking about right. name two okay Na dr carrie and Stephen. Yeah, all they got to do is come up with two each name right. two right now you, they're probably nervous mickey mantle now they're nervous mickey mouse 
And Mickey Way. Mickey Way, they take that, won't they? That's a Mickey. <laughs> three Mickeys. <laughs> three. Name three Mickeys. <laughs> Mickey Mantle. Yep. Oh, Mickey Mouse. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mickey Way, they take that, won't they? Mickey Way. <laughs> three Mickeys. <laughs> Bill Murray is the oh jazz musician. All right, fellas, you got your assignment. Uh, is the show done? I'm afraid so. Yes. So what is coming up on the ride? What uh, what do you got? <laughs> I was very yelling at Pat. We're on the air. I forgot we didn't close this out. That's right. But it goes so fast. Did today. Get those two people on the air. We got our uh, our tasks made out for us, don't we? I don't care if you have to start. So I do have a squirrel in this race. Yeah, you do. I got to get my guy on the air. You got, and so does Reeves. All right. We yeah. can do that. Yeah, sports is coming up. Uh, Wild won last night. Timberwolves have a game tonight. Can they take advantage of the struggling Cleveland Cavaliers? Who now has the fan momentum? Vikings are done. Has it transferred to the Wild or transferred to Well, the Wild have never had a a step off, never had a step down. Uh, Okay. They never had a setback in terms of their touchdown fan support. So you think it's the Wild... I think it's the Timberwolves. Soft bigotry of low expectations. That's usually been applied to the Timberwolves. That really flows off the uh, tongue. It's well, a nice it? line. It's yeah, a great it really line, is. and it's definitive. It's just absolute. All right, well, we're going to work our... Uh, I do, because I want to hear... I'm on a personal mission 1500 as well. 1500 ESPN is KSTP St. Paul... Minneapolis. 51 or 15. I'm not sure which 15. side. 15. Oh, 15. 